Shalom, everyone. I'm Rabbi Stewart, and this is your Jewish Connection. Nobody needs to tell you we live in unprecedented and uncertain times with this coronavirus threatening the lives and health of so many, threatening the economies of nations, the financial well-being of so many individuals. And, uh, you know, we need some answers. And a question that is often on people's minds is, where is God in the midst of this coronavirus crisis and what is he up to? We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Stay tuned. Welcome to Your Jewish Connection with Rabbi Stewart, connecting you to the Jewish identity of Jesus and the Jewish roots of the Christian faith. Here now, Rabbi Stuart Winograd. Before we dig into our subject today, which is, where is God in the midst of this coronavirus crisis and what is he up to? I just want to take a moment to say that uh, during this worldwide crisis, I continue to pray for you According to 3 John 2, loved ones, I pray that all will go well with you, that you would be in health, and that your soul would be doing well as along with that. 3 John 2, so I'm praying for you. I also want to say my heart and my prayers go out to those who have lost loved ones or those who are struggling uh, with this virus struggling even for your lives. Our prayers and our hearts are with you. I want to thank the doctors and nurses and all the medical professionals uh, for your caring hands and your caring hearts. You're on the front lines, your commitment to the patients uh, that so desperately need you. Uh, we're so grateful and we're praying for you. I also want to thank you, dear ones who are working in grocery stores, pharmacies, making deliveries, and to all of the other unsung heroes, thank you. I pray God's fullest blessings on your life. And of course, we're also praying for God's supernatural wisdom for our government leaders and for uh, not only here in the United States, but of course in Israel, because as we bless Israel God says we're blessed. When we bless the Jewish people, that brings a blessing back on us. And so we're praying for the government leaders uh, here in America, in Israel, and really around the world because they need supernatural wisdom and their decisions affect lives. You know, uh, I've discovered in my own life that difficulty often causes me to reflect and to examine my life and my priorities. Isn't it true that we tend to appreciate things in a different way when things are threatened, when we can lose them? You know what I mean. Uh, when your health, well, the health of a loved one is threatened, you tend to value health more. When you survive a fire or a car accident or the like, one tends to value life more. So, Back to our question, where is God and what is he up to during this coronavirus crisis? I want to start off by saying that I am confident that God is not sleeping. This crisis did not take him by surprise. He is aware of all that is going on. He cares. 
and he is up to what really he's always up to, and that is to accomplish his loving and good purposes for you and me and all of mankind. God is not far off. He is speaking to every individual. He is calling to communities and to nations. The question is, will we listen and will we respond? You know, I remember when my uh, oldest son, I have four children, 10 grandchildren. I remember when my oldest son, Josh, was around two years old, you know, and he had, he's like loving walking and running and stuff. And sometimes I would call him and uh, he had this little habit in those early days of like, I call him and say, hey, Josh, come here. But he liked to look at me and then turn around and run the other day run the other way. And so often when he would run the other way in disobedience to his father, he would often fall or bang into something. You get the picture. God is calling. God is speaking. Will we run to him or will we run the other way? You know, he gave you and me life. He sustains our life. He loves us, and he is for you, and he is for me. He is not against us. He is calling each of us by name. You know, God wants to do do a good work in each of us at this time to bring us to the next good place in our journey called life. But to accomplish this, he needs our agreement. God does work through crisis, difficulty, trials, and suffering in order to bring us into greater alignment, greater alignment with him, his love, his truth, his commandments, and teachings so that we can have a good, purposeful, and blessed life. It does not mean he authors crisis or suffering. But because he loves us, he takes advantage of these situations and this particular situation that we're in during the coronavirus. He takes advantage to help us. I believe we can be confident that God is doing these five things during the coronavirus crisis. I'm sure there's more, but I want to focus on these because I think they're very important. A lot of scripture today also because I want to back up what I'm saying here with verses from the Bible. Number one, I believe we can be confident that if you are a born-again believer, a born-again follower of Yeshua, he is in you and with you, and he is working all things together for good, all kinds of good. But the good above all goods is that he is working to make you and I more like Yeshua in every way and in every aspect of our lives. Romans 8, 28 and 29, I'm reading from the Living Bible because I like the way they said it. And we know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into his plans. For from the very beginning, God decided that those who came to him 
and all along he knew who would, should become like his son. So God is working in every circumstance, good ones and difficult ones and wonderful ones and terrible ones, to make us more like Yeshua in faith, in love, in holiness, in godly character, in the way we care, in the way we worship him and follow his, his commands, and in the way we love one another. The second thing that I want to say that we can be confident of that God is doing in the midst of this coronavirus crisis is that he is awakening, calling to repentance, born-again believers in Jesus, his beloved sons and daughters. He's calling us to repentance if we have become lukewarm, if we are walking in unbelief, if we've allowed sin or compromise in our lives, or if we have idols in our lives. And idols are anything that take first place in our lives above God. You know, a few years ago, I was sitting with a good friend of mine in a cafe in Israel, and we were talking about our relationship with God. And uh, we were both talking about how we had gotten so busy with life and with ministry. And then that same day, he received an email from a friend that he had not talked to in many years, and he sent it to me. And it was an email about a well-known minister who, uh, who, who was known for being having an intimate walk with the Lord and spending a lot of time with the Lord in fellowship and praise and worship and prayer. And then uh, he got a call from a prophetic friend of his, and uh, he thought for sure that it was going to be an answer to some need in the ministry or a word of direction. And when he asked his friend what that word was, his friend said, the Lord is saying to you, I miss you. And when I read that uh, in that email, I understood the Lord was saying the same thing to me because so often I was getting up in the morning and, and so many things had to get done that my times with the Lord either would be passed, I wouldn't spend any, or they'd be minimal, a quick prayer. And I realized the Lord was saying he missed me and maybe he's saying the same to you. And, you know, when he does miss us, that's a bad story for me first, because I know that everything, everything in life is better. I'm a better husband, father, minister, leader when I'm walking in intimacy with the Lord. So I was getting the fact that ministry had become an idol in my life, and it was time to draw near to God again. You know, and we just celebrated Passover and Resurrection Day. So let us celebrate and be thankful that the ultimate Passover lamb, Yeshua, willingly laid down his life so that we can be free from the bondage of sin and death and his amazing resurrection, which gives us victory over sin, fear, the devil, death. Man, it's amazing. Uh, so let's draw near to God in this season. Um, we're talking about where is God and what is he up to during this COVID-19 crisis. 
Stay tuned. We're going to continue answering this question. We're talking about the important question that's on the minds of many. Where is God in the midst of this coronavirus crisis and what is he up to? The first thing we took a look at is that for all born-again believers, God is with us and he is working together. He is working everything together for our good. He is with us and working everything together for our good. The second thing we began to take a look at is he is awakening uh, born-again followers of Yeshua so that we take a good look at our priorities and where our life is at. And uh, I shared a story uh, of how God had called me back into deeper fellowship with him to spend more time with him so that uh, I have this intimate relationship with him and he can guide me through my days. Uh, But I want to share another scripture about this awakening or reviving the body of Messiah, the body of Christ. And I ask you to be humble and open and to see if any of these words might apply to your life. These are the words of Yeshua recorded in Revelations chapter 3, verse 15 through 21. He says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold or hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spew you out of my mouth. You say I'm rich, I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can be truly rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so that you can see. And then he says, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. You see these strong words Yeshua gives us. Uh, he, He rebukes us and disciplines us. Why? Because he loves us. And when we stray off the path of being hot for him, we're only causing ourselves trouble And we're causing others to miss out on the love and blessings he wants to pour through us. So he says, so be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Today, we must take these words to heart and see if they apply in a small way or in a big way to our lives, because we all get so busy with so many other things. You know, when we are disobedient to God's commands, where unbelief has crept into our life rather than faith taking hold, when we have become lukewarm instead of hot, this is a tragic situation. It's a life-threatening situation for us and others. Is it possible that some of us have much greater passion for our wealth and possessions or perhaps sports, entertainment, pleasure, or comfort than our relationship with God, that uh, others of us are living compromised lives and allowing willful sin to be present in our lives, and perhaps some 
like it happened to me, even allow good things like my ministry, or it could be family or career, to become an idol in our life and take first place in our life above God. We need to allow God to bring us to repentance and set us free. Yeshua told us to first of all seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And the Apostle Paul, Rabbi Shaul, said that we should give our lives, our bodies as a living sacrifice. And you know, the Shema summarizes it all. The Shema is the great commandment in Israel and the great commandment of all Christianity to love God with all that we are, complete surrender. Yeshua gave all and he expects all from us. So let's take time, if we need to, to get this right with God so that we can also love our neighbor as ourself in the way God wants us to. Number three, he is calling followers of Yeshua to love others and sacrificially serve, to be lights in darkness and to proclaim the gospel in word and in deed, the good news of Yeshua, death, resurrection, salvation. So how can we be a light when we're locked up in our houses? Well, you know, I've been using the phone a lot, social media, um, to reach out. When I walk in my neighborhood and, and uh, you know, for some exercise, I pray for everyone living in those houses I walk by. When the delivery people come to my house, I pray over them, and if I catch them, or catch a neighbor, I speak a word of encouragement. Prayer is a big deal right now for followers of Yeshua because we can do less and we can trust him to do more. But I believe that once this lockdown is over, there are going to be many, many, many more opportunities to shine our lights and love and minister to people who have lost loved ones, who have lost jobs, who need food, who need help, to those who are fearful and losing hope. We're going to have great opportunities, and we need to be alert to take advantage of them. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, which is the keynote scripture of the, of the ministry of Reach Initiative International, the ministry me and my wife co-founded, is Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. It says, therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children walk in love, just as Messiah loved us and gave himself up for us as an offering and sacrifice to God. God truly desires that through an on-fire body of Messiah, through an on-fire me and you, that Yeshua's love and salvation would go viral. You know, Romans 1.16 says, we're not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for the salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Let the gospel go viral through you and me. I'm going deeper with the Lord so he can take me hotter and higher to a new normal and a new level. How about you? Number four, we're talking about where is God and what is he up to during this crisis? Number four, I'm confident that he's in he is calling the entire world to recognize that we are not in control. 
that the most competent and the most powerful and the most intelligent of us, we have never been in control. Not one of us can even generate our next breath. (sighs) That's a gift from God. Every breath is a gift from God. He is the creator of all. He is the life giver, the life sustainer. He puts spiritual laws into effect and natural laws into effect. And when we disobey his spiritual laws, we suffer. And when we disobey his natural laws, we suffer. He put it all into order, this beautiful, orderly universe that he created for us to enjoy him, each other, and live a good life. Deuteronomy 439.40 says, Acknowledge and take heart this day that the Lord is God in heaven above and on earth below. There is no other. Keep his decrees and commands which I am giving you today so that it may go well with you and your children after you and that you may live long in the land the Lord your God gives you. Wow. Number five, we're talking about where is God and what is he up to during this coronavirus crisis. And we have already stated that he's up to the same things he's always up to. He's up to doing good, loving on people, and accomplishing his good purposes for each of us individually and for mankind as a whole. So number five, I'm confident that God is extending mercy, and he is calling atheists, agnostics, mockers, the rebellious, the hopeless, the broken, the wounded, the disappointed. He is calling all of you who do not yet know the love and salvation that he has provided for you, the victory over sin and death, the victory over hopelessness. He is calling you. He is calling you to open your hearts to his supernatural love and salvation. Acts 17, 30 30 and 31 says this. Now he commands everyone everywhere to repent, for he has set a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man he has appointed. And he has brought forth evidence of this to all by raising Yeshua from the dead. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish. I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this episode and you have never made Yeshua, the Messiah of Israel, Jesus, the Savior of the world, uh, He's the lover of your soul. If you have never embraced the sacrifice that he's made for you to give you forgiveness of sins and the promise of eternal life, I want to encourage you right now, wherever you are, just say, Lord, forgive me. I embrace your mercy and your love, and then get some help to walk this thing out. Next week uh, on our next episode, we're going to have a good friend, a Messianic Jewish businessman, talking about business and faith during this coronavirus crisis. 
to, if you missed some of this episode or any of our others, all of the archived videos and audios are on reachii.org. Plus, you can listen to Your Jewish Connection on your favorite podcast platform. I want to conclude with a prayer based on 2 Chronicles 7.14. The Lord says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Lord God, we know that during this coronavirus crisis, you are not asleep and you are up to the same good things that you're always up to for the good of individuals because you love us and for the good of mankind because you love all men. We pray, Lord, that each of us would would take stock of our lives to examine our lives in the light of your scripture and in the light of your Holy Spirit and where we need to repent and turn away from wicked ways things that hinder our relationship with you, things that are not right. Lord, as we seek your face, help us to get more in line with you, your love, truth, and commandments, and hear from heaven, forgive, and heal our land. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer in Yeshua's name. Amen. 